When are we playing this campaign where we, we play all of these uh-huh. roles? Holy shit. Hey, gang. Hey, gang. Wild Beyond the Witchlight? Oh, but okay. Wild Ooh. Beyond the Witchlight is better played in person. I actually have a Wild Beyond the Witchlight idea. Um, that includes like, but because like it actually includes like a map and you make decisions. It, it's more of a better in person type of thing. Then, if, if if we wanted to ever do a game where we were loose approximations of ourselves, I would make the argument that uh, you know Fandelver and Below just came out. Ooh, and it's Lost Mind of Fandelver, but after the end of the initial campaign, it starts to get more Eldritch horror and cosmic horror. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think that'd be pretty fun. Welcome to Undercooked Analysis, where we actually uh, are a D&D group that... Yeah. Um, I'm not sure at what point we segue from the dregs to this, but it's going to happen. Welcome to Session well Zero. Said. Welcome to Session Zero. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ooh, am I allowed to say, like, this is a, a sneak preview of a future podcast? Possibly? I mean, maybe sky blue sky phase right now with that. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff coming in the future and in, in, in idea wise, but Hey, uh, guess what, everybody? It's October. <laughs> it's October. Motherfuckers. <laughs> What's the line? Fuck you. It's October. That's for, <laughs> you, you did the bit from Bim Bam. No, so. I was doing Bim Bam. It's like, it's October. Motherfuckers have one of our weird pumpkin shaped things. But this time there's a whole pumpkin full of protein. <laughs> Let's all quote another podcast. It's perfect. <laughs> I'd like Gracie to stop barking. This is a podcast about podcasts. Um... <laughs> nah, this is a podcast where we uh, read stories and 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 talk about them. I've been drinking. Uh, I did. Uh, I've been drinking a little too. I did want to get out of the way uh, that uh, I, I was asked to fill out an online role playing party for Curse of Strahd. Ooh. Um, but I know so much about Curse of Strahd, and playing in Curse of Strahd when you know everything about Curse of Strahd is fun, but also torturous. Yes! <laughs> I know, oh God. We, we, get we, it, we, got, we got into the town, and like the, the, the hag was selling pies, and I'm just like, this is probably fine! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, our group... <laughs> Guess it, okay, so our group includes um, our friends from uh, Animal Fact Files slash, uh, I'm blanking on their other channel. Cinema Nippon. Thank you. Uh, As- slash uh, Princess Dank. Thank you. Shout out to our, our amazing hyena YouTube or uh, Twitch streamer, Princess Dank. Go check out their stuff. As well as Benjamin, who is... Speak. It's who who has been on this show. Yeah, actually, well, so have you, so have Eli and Kylie. Guess yeah. who ate the fucking face? <laughs> Goddamn Benjamin! Yeah, we had to wheel around in a fucking wheelbarrow. The dwarf. The dwarf. Uh, hey, it's Spooky Month, and I'm very glad to be here with uh, my spouse uh, Kayla. Hi. My uh, other spouse Alan. Hello. And my uh, and my sibling Sade. What's up? <laughs> I was gonna say your other, if Alan is also your your other spouse, but it's also Kayla's mother. Because <laughs> wait, I thought Sade, Alan. I'm afraid we're gonna have to divorce. I'm sorry. I thought Sade, <laughs> I thought Sade was my sibling, and Alan was my mother, and Alan was also Sade's mother, if I recall. So yeah. we're te- we're like. Half siblings or siblings. Okay, so remember. so so then Alan is my uh, mother-in-law. Yeah, Alan's my mother-in-law. Cool. Who you have an affair with? 
<laughs> He's just who so you handsome. Kissed on your wedding He's so day. fucking handsome. <laughs> who you kissed on our wedding day, you bastard. <laughs> There is also that you photo like of Alan holding David yes. at your wedding. <laughs> oh yeah, we did the awkward I de- wedding I de- photo. <laughs> I demand no, I demanded a prom picture with We got the awkward prom picture. It was great. <laughs> that was good. Oh, uh, that was th- that was 4 years ago, gang. God, we really <laughs> that, uh, that was literally another world pre Another time. Uh, In one sense It was I- before the crystals cat cracked and the skexies appeared and the mystics I mean, in one sense, I'm grateful we got married before quarantine, but I will admit because of um, everything that's happened, it's hard to keep track of how long it's been. I'm glad we got married before that because us being married helped a lot <laughs> as we went through that. Because you know what? If there's anything that's going to test a marriage, it's that. And uh, we kind of went through that with flying colors. Yeah. We mostly spent it building blanket forts. I, yeah, I did make very beautiful blanket forts. You made amazing blanket forts. Thank you. What Remember are, that time we hung I up a lantern? That, that like, was what you mine. guys did. I legit have build a blanket for it in my planner uh, for this one week in November. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Excellent. What are, what are we reading, David? Okay. Well, we're kicking off the two one of the two episodes of of October, and uh, they're both gonna we're going back to an old theme that we've explored before, which is uh, when I say old theme, I mean theme we explored relatively recently, which is. Um, submissions for another writing challenge uh we've got uh another one from cleric for said challenge so i'm gonna share the link right now uh this is a cleric of madness story entitled chapter four page seven and this is another here's the interesting thing this is another writing challenge uh posted by the same person who did the last one who we were a little critical of the way that this individual judged the stories of our friends. Um, Cause uh, we had our opinions about what worked and what didn't, but um, you know, and everybody's entitled to that. I'm not trying to throw shade, but I think for the sake of this, um, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll try not to, but I think I'm still going to have to read the, the thoughts of this individual at the end. Well, another thing too, just is to know I've come to realize, like as I've read books on darkly lit, how differing some people's opinions are of the books we read on. Yes. Darkly lit. Like we have readers who have read uh, the books we suggested. And there's some that we love that we're, they're like, eh, it was okay. And then there's some that we were like, eh, kind of mid, mid about. And then they were like, this has been, this book was great. So I can, it's, there's, there, there it's an, an opinion of, um, there's a word for it, and I've been drinking, so I can't think of the word for it. <laughs> You're okay. It's a, an opinion of taste. That's the word. Taste. It's a matter. It's a matter of taste. Matter of taste. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but yeah, this. I think this will be. This will be fun. Uh, the. Um, and by the way, just for framing references, uh, this is a random title writing contest, and the category that cleric chose was books. Same. <laughs> I mean, this. I think this speaks to all of us to a certain extent. But particularly us of Darkly Lit. Actually, everybody here is Darkly Lit. Oh, yeah. Everyone here has... Has, been... has Alan been... Yes. Our only guest... No, guest... Zath was on Oh, our... no, Zath, you're right. Zath was on our guest list for... Um, uh, I'm saying... Still... Uh, Ventriloquist. The... Right. I still insist on calling it Dankly Lord. Well, when we're reading Goosebumps <laughs> and or The Electric Boner, it's Dankly Lord. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we so we got this one. I think we're ready to kick it. How do we do this? Do we roll dice to see who goes first? <laughs> do we want to roll initiative? Let's roll initiative, everybody. Oh my god, I have my dice bag right oh, in the shit. first drawer. Same. I will Same. roll. I will roll too. Get my okay, fucking your dice bag. Hold on, David. Get my fucking okay. dice. I want my d twenty. Damn it. We also have a deck of many things. Yay! We do have a deck of many. Dave and I have a deck of many. You things. guys want some some dice ASMR? <laughs> oh, like yeah, trying to find some... hey, roll initiative. Oh, but which one? Okay, I'm just roll. No. I I got an eighteen. Uh, I I rolled an eighteen. I don't know what my bonus is. <laughs> I rolled. Well, I'm just rolling, so I got sixteen. Uh, okay, I got uh, eleven. So... so Alan and Alan and uh, Kayla have a roll off. Okay. I got a two. That twenty. All right, critical success. Alan goes first. Then first uh, Kayla. First that twenty of the podcast. That's so good. Uh, then say it. Then me. Uh, there are some people who will tell you there used to be a house at twenty one seventy eight Van Buren Avenue. A house with weird facial hair. <laughs> Martin Van Buren, anyone? All right. Yeah. Man, no, I, I am I, so tired. I legit thought that was the next line. I, I was like, oh, oh wow, well, okay, we're getting weird already. Because also, at my day job, also, I frequently have to talk about presidents in U.S. history. That actually made me laugh. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> although, although I think Brotherford B. Hayes had weirder facial hair. Uh, I was about to give the edge to Chester Allen Arthur. <laughs> So oh, the- Chester and Arthur, yeah. Actually, Arthur, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll so feel that. When I visit David at his job, the funny part is one of the things he says, hey, do you guys want to hear about um, uh, the first gay president? <laughs> that, that was when I first visited him. That was the first thing I heard him say. Hey, you guys want to hear about the first gay president? Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm challenging a lot of the conservative tropes that float around that, that location. Who's anyway. The, who is the first gay president? Oh, God. Uh, I'm blanking on it right now. Isn't it like, it's not confirmed necessarily, but I, a lot of the evidence points to him. Actually, so here's the point. Clo- at least closeted. Hold on. I know it's the 19th president. It's um, Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, um, Adams, Jackson, Van Buren, Wilson, Tyler, Polk, Taylor, Pierce, Buchanan. Buchanan. The, one of the only bachelors in the White House. Yeah. Confirmed bachelor. That had a... Confirmed bachelor. That which lived is a perk in New Vegas. That lived with his best friend. And wrote love letters to his best friend. To his male best friend. His male best friend. Anyway, sorry, Alan. <laughs> no problem. Uh... We, we stand Buchanan. We stand uh... Buchanan and his, and his lover. I don't know who it was. <laughs> Stan, a thriving king. <laughs> <laughs> um, these people have clearly never been down that road. The plot of land there has been vacant for as long as anyone could remember. And the people there always remember. Mm. So, I know this episode's already completely off the rails. I just wanted to briefly mention a joke I wrote uh, <laughs> uh, about having a theme park theme park attraction that's like my version of the like uh, Abraham Lincoln one at Disneyland. Only it's William Henry Harrison, and he just, like, says two sentences and then dies. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we had three different presidents in 1881. (laughs) They remember a time when their homeowners association was run by Rebecca Stoutland, an elfish woman who tried to micromanage everyone's lives. 
You remember how much they resented her every time she came around with her yardstick to measure fences, hedges, or any many any of the many parts of their house she tried to homogenize. They would never forget the day she disappeared. Ooh. I'm suddenly reminded of that BDG bit about the Homeowners Association. Have any oh, of the, yeah. None of us have lived in a in a place that had a HOA, right? Ooh. No. no. Thank God. No. Thank God. Knock on what I never do. Like, that might be one of the whitest things I can think of. <laughs> Today, the houses on Van Buren Avenue could not look more different. In no small part, thanks to the many months of torment Miss Stoutland put upon them. The one thing that has never changed is the empty lot at 2178 Van Buren Avenue. No one ever tried to build on it. And they would always stage that it just wouldn't feel right, even if they didn't know why they felt that way. Interesting. People on that winding street full of old houses and old generations would never forget the person whose home was there, unless, of course, they were forced to. Okay, I'm intrigued. I like this. I like a good- I'm waiting for the books part to get involved. I'm curious. I like a good HOA horror story. I like a good HOA horror story where someone who's that anal gets uh, removed from existence. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, this Miss Stoutland sounds like a pain in the yeah. toot. hope she dies. <laughs> she, well, she disappeared, so that's the next best thing. Uh, I think that brings us back around to uh, our, our... Well, actually, usually the enemy NPC gets a gets a move, but, but uh, since, uh, since Cleric's the DM... Um, and Cleric is currently in the bathroom, uh, while we all sit here eating pizza and drinking, uh, well, I mean, our drink of choice. He's been in there for a long time. Yeah, yeah, should we, should someone go check on him? So, uh, our drink of choice right now are basically vodka sodas with, uh, a splash of lemon. Pretty good. Yeah. Real simple. Or not uh, vodka sodas. What am I fucking saying? It's gin and... It's, it's Bombay gin. It's Bombay gin and um, sparkling, sparkling water. With lemon. What the fuck is wrong with me? Nothing. Okay. Drunk. You're perfect. Yes, thank you. Alan, go. Yep. Uh, so we're just going to leave Cleric to be dead in the bathroom, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, why don't you read this? I'll go check on Cleric. What paragraph are we on? <laughs> It was no. It was neither okay, through magic you. nor deceit. It was neither through magic nor deceit that the house and its past were forgotten. It was all the fault of the spirit of a frustrated man, one who died a tragically ironic death and yearned to fulfill his earthly desire of writing a novel, probably meant to be yearned. Um, now the house exists inside a rift beyond the boundaries of the mortal world, luring in people like Rebecca Stoutland or even Richard Sullivan. We're jumping into the magical element very quickly. Richard also, happened. Also, don't know if it means anything if they have the same initials. Hmm. I didn't think about that, but yeah, they do. Richard happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, just out for a walk to the local gas station to get a cherry cola. It was a walk he had made many times before, always without incident. So I apologize if you can hear all the cats meowing. I didn't even hear a single cat meow. Oh, really? Really? Oh, my okay. God. Okay. I I have one cat on my desk in front of me, one cat on my lap because he kept crying. Now the third one's crying and I don't have any more arms. We can't. We can't hear the third cat. Okay, good. I'm going to just let that one keep crying. Uh, on the top <laughs> of the page, 
babies. On the topic of cherry cola, um, uh, hey, hey, tip from an alcoholic, uh, everyone. Not an alcoholic. I'm just good at drinking. Um, <laughs> drinking is just a hobby. Yeah. Um, uh, pro tip is that uh, if, you, if you ever want to spice up a Coca-Cola or a Diet Coke, Coke, add a few dashes of bitters. It's fucking legit. So um, uh, someone who's still a friend but also an ex of mine. Um, so uh, one of the things I've said is alcohol is a hobby of hers. Hmm. So she... Basically, she knows her alcohol. She enjoys trying drinks. She is very good, but she's not an alcoholic. And I feel like that also describes Abysme and Alan. Alcohol is a hobby of theirs, but they're not alcoholics. It's an expensive hobby that yields very little. (laughs) (laughs) It was the pained yelping of an injured animal that drew his attention toward the empty lot. Looking that way, he saw a dog limping around on a clearly broken leg. Without hesitation, Richard took off toward it. Panting desperately as he went, he reached the yard in what felt like an instant. Oh, good guy, Richard. Okay, gonna... sorry. I'm back. Uh, oh, I had Ori's... to... Ori's gonna go kick the dog. I, I, missed, I missed a lot of the, the context, but that's mostly because... I, it's okay, Cleric's fine. I went to the bathroom, I knocked on the door, and I heard some eerie chanting, and it sounded like... Uh, like moans and screams from a hellish other world, and I think he's, I think he's just doing a ritual yeah, he better light a candle left, light a match after. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I left, uh, you know, an incense stick in there, so it, it should be okay. Just in case, you know. I mean, I know this process takes a while, but I I, I trust him. Uh, sorry, where were we? Startled. Startled? Startled oh. by the blurry figure vaulting toward it, the dog started running again. Shit! Richard said breathlessly as he stumbled to steady himself before giving chase once more. There's a point, my supervisor, I, um, this was during uh, uh, quarantine times, where my supervisor realized that his computer wasn't working as well or the internet was being shit. And I could hear him in the background saying, motherfucker, like he's trying to fix it. And he's like, motherfucker, what the fuck is going on? It just makes me think of this. <laughs> And uh, me and another person who was on the call were just snickering while he was swearing up the storm. <laughs> he apologized later. I'm like, hon, not hon. I didn't say call him hon. I said, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I, I used to work in entertainment. They swear up a storm, too. <laughs> awesome. Oh, wait, it's my turn. Fuck me. Seemingly exhausted, the dog rolled onto the ground and curled into a ball. Richard carefully leaned down and gingerly placed a hand on the dog. As he did so, it seemed to him, though, a massive cloud had moved in front of the sun. Wait, as he, oh, as he did so, it seemed to him as though a massive cloud had moved in front of the sun. Everything went dim, and he thought that he could see the outlines of walls and windows. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Richard rubbed his eyes in disbelief. He restrained the urge to pinch pinch himself, however. When he opened his eyes again, he found himself inside what looked like a really ugly house. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a matter of perspective, isn't it, Richard? Matter of taste. Matter of taste. I also was reading along with you and thought that, and my brain registered that as he restrained the urge to punch himself. (laughs) 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 Um... (laughs) Oh, man. 
truth. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, sorry, oh, wait. it's you. It is you. Wait, did no? you? Wait, David's last. And yeah, okay. it's David's next. Yeah, right. I only rolled 11, so okay. I'm going last. So say, uh, say just read, so it's David. Okay. I have extra attack, though, so... Uh, but I should. Oh, yeah, were you there. holding your action? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. I promise I'll set up for the next one for you, all right? I'll have a bonus. I'll have bo- I'll, I'll, okay, I'm going to okay. use my turn to uh, aid another uh, for Alan, so uh, you'll roll with advantage next, uh, the next move, okay? Great. Okay. okay sweet. Mm-mm. In truth, this mid-century modern nightmare was the house that had once occupied the, that now vacant lot. The dog was nothing more than bait on a well-cast line, and it had served its purpose. Richard looked down at it after coming to grips, more or less as well as he could be expected, with the reality of the situation. He would find the half-rotten remains of the dog he had been chasing. His mind raced with possibilities as to what was happening, so fast, in fact, that it did not take long for his grip on reality to become tenuous at best. I, our, our, narrator, our, our narrator is very um, omnipotent. I just want to say, in in the narrative we've set for this episode, we are the worst fucking D and D players ever because we just kept <laughs> playing, we just kept playing while the DN, while the DM went to take a shit <laughs> <laughs> slash summon a uh, otherworldly god from which is yeah, how cleric what, takes a shit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I call it. What do you listen, guys listen, call cleric? <laughs> cleric explained to me a while ago that he feels bad polluting the environment and uh, adding to the growing amount of sewage in the world. So he has to open a portal to another realm before he takes yeah. a shit into the portal. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. On the D and D topic, are you caught up with Dungeons and Daddies, Kayla? Yes, I am. They literally just had a bit where they open, where heaven yeah. opens portals to heaven. Sorry. Heaven yes. opens portals to hell so they can pee into hell. Yes, I actually explained to David in detail what happens in the most recent, or second to most recent Dungeons and Daddies. I'm like, no, David, this is the most gross it's been. I'm going. I, I heard about the dolphins. It's okay. <laughs> the dolphin oh slash. He lost 35 points for pissing, David. I know. 35. That's a lot of hit points for pissing. Alan does an Alan Rex. I'm going to do a Kayla and Sade Rex right now. I'm going to recommend Dungeons and Daddies if you yeah. enjoy if you enjoy D and D and also you're not offended by weird ass shit. Like you listen to I, the you're show, also you're not offended by people not fully following the rules of D and D. I would recommend Dungeons and Daddies. It is a great not a BDSM uh, podcast. <laughs> not a BDSM podcast. It it is just one of the few podcasts that I listen to. Outside of creative horror, um, shout out to creative horror because uh, that's us. That's us. <laughs> and but outside of that, I listen to Dungeons and Daddies on a um, on a biweekly basis. When they when that episode comes out, I try to listen to it as soon as I can. It has been a fun ass ride. And at some point, I'm going to listen to their Agatha Christie um, Patreon one. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, this, episode, uh, this, episode's about, this episode's about to be for nobody but us. Um, did everyone see what the next, <laughs> did everyone see no. what the next season of Dimension Twenty is? <laughs> I will, no, no, no. Dungeons Daddies is pretty popular, from what I've heard. Um, I, I, I meant where, where I, I where we've all collectively steered this episode. Yes, I know <laughs> this is true. But I will say I don't know when I don't know about the next season. But then again, Kayla and I haven't finished um, uh, ever. Um, Ne- never after yet. 
Well, no. after well after never after it was one of my favorite seasons they've ever done. Oh, it's great. Also, uh, by the way, that same friend slash ex works on um uh Dimension Twenty, and I'm so fucking jealous of her. <laughs> I am um, so so fucking jealous of her. Well, the and next she- season, the next season's based on Watership Down. What? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Rabbits killing other rabbits. And uh, also, everyone check out uh, the Dungeons and Drag Queen season. It was incredible. Um, I've, I've heard good things. I promised my sister I would watch that with her. So I will say, uh, on the Dungeons and Daddies topic, um, I've only listened to, with well, with Kayla, the Sons and Sensibility um, spinoff that they did, which is just the Jane Austen RPG, in stitches laughing. It was so no, it good. Was hilarious, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will actually re-listen to uh, uh, On the Mountains of Dadness. That's the only (laughs) one I haven't listened to yet. You guys haven't listened to uh, the Jizz Band one? No! I'm shocked you haven't listened to that one. Well, I've heard the beginning where they just sing the word jizz. Jizz is jizz! (laughs) Jizz is jizz! (laughs) Anyway, whose turn is it to read? Uh, Sorry. I think it's uh, it's Alan's. Uh, Alan, roll with advantage. I'm going to roll with Okay. If that was another nat 20. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, not, not joking. I don't even need to roll again. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Uh, You're using okay. your Johnny I'm dice, better, aren't you? Better, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's the it's the purple doom dice. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. You don't have to tell me I rolled a nat 20. I'm going to fucking Sorry. roll this. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my God. What? Exclaimed a panicked Richard almost breathlessly. The entirety of the situation rapidly crashing down upon him. And poor Richard Zalmanak. Um he uh he got a he got a cherry coke and went to help a dying dog, and now unspeakable Eldritch horror is probably about to happen to him. Oh boy. Uh-huh. His eyes darted around the room, trying to latch onto something tangible to focus his mind. He would find several books strewn around the room he was in. Each damage as though they had been thrown against something solid. Judging by the crumpled, nearly dog-eared edges of the covers of some of them. By the way, if you dog-ear your books, you are a demon and you deserve to go to hell. No, that's mean. I'm sorry. But really, I it's I, from your own collection. If it's from your own collection, fine. Don't dog-ear other people's books. I still yeah. Don't dog-ear library books. Don't yeah. dog- if you dog-ear a library book, you deserve to go to hell. <laughs> I, I, there is still a discomfort. That's a cardinal sin. So there is that discomfort when I see someone, if I borrow a book and it's dog-eared, there is that discomfort, but it's like, okay, well, it's your own book, so fine, but God, that is a bad habit, but whatever. But if you dog-ear a library book, you should deserve to go to hell. (laughs) That, no, I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. You're fine. I think, listen, we're all assholes here. Okay. Richard slapped himself across the face. Ow. <laughs> he had you, misjudged the swing and wound up with a loud ringing in his right ear for his troubles. But at least he had managed to bring himself back down a bit. He used his newfound sanity to examine his surroundings, picking himself up off the floor and turning away from the poor dog. Dead dog. Wow. that a dog wow. dies in the story, Cleric. I also- Technically, it was already dead. Oh, fair, yeah. fair, fair. I just don't like seeing dead dogs. I, also, I joked about him punching himself earlier. <laughs> <laughs> he just, fair. Well, he slaps himself. Yeah. But he didn't do it. Richard didn't do it. 
No, oh, sorry. Is- I thought you meant I, I. I was thinking he like deserved it for the dog ears on the books. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't dog ear the books. Thankfully, he yeah. Sorry. Himself. He slapped himself because he knows he dog ears. Listen, I have a better explanation here. If you dog ear a book that's not yours, Hermaeus Mora will show up and drag you to Apocrypha. Where you'll be forced to catalog all of the porno in his uh Holy shit. In his uh and which he uses to mortar the walls of the place. David Reed. Oh. Wait, no, it, is it me? Yeah, it's Hatcher Sade. <clears throat> right, that's right. <clears throat> Aside from the books littering the floor, the room itself was painted a lurid mint green, complemented by an equally hideous couch and table. <laughs> the only reason well, they did say it was an ugly Who house. Who the fuck that paints okay, whatever. The only reasonable part of the room was a quaint fireplace at one end with a wrought iron screen. Looking a bit closer, Richard saw a book sticking out of it and gently rested it free from its confines. It, he determined, had been shoved there with great force, all but confirming his theory that someone had gone on a wild book-tossing spree there. I will say- Wait, 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 wait. this is bugging me. Are we talking mint green? Like mint green ice cream or mint green like the actual plant? Because the, like, the actual deep green of mint plant would be really pretty on a fucking wall and, like, fucking come at me if you're going to, like, bitch about green walls. I think they're really pretty. Okay. But, like, I, I'm thinking mint green ice cream. That's why I was like, ew, gross. But That would be gross, yeah. Like somewhere between well, green and white? Well, I mean, in the right, right setting, it wouldn't be so, so bad. So I'm clicking mint green color. Maybe and- not in this setting. So I'm clicking mint green color. It's doing mint green ice cream type of color. Like, whenever I look it up on Google, that's the first... Uh, like every single person is like, oh, it's a light green, which is okay. Ugly. Um, Interesting, not, well, very not, specific color choice. It's not ugly because I think there's some clothes that actually look really cute in it. But to put on your wall, actually, the only time I would say that's not that is okay. So if you go to uh, who, what's the name of the hair people? It's like Max something. Okay, there's a museum in Los Angeles or Hollywood, something of that area. Where um, it's a cool Hollywood museum, and they actually have different rooms with uh, colors on the wall, and it's weird colors on the wall. And actually, if you go into that room, um, into certain rooms, and it seems like you you look good in that certain room, then that means that you should be a certain hair color. And apparently, um, Lucy Lu- Lucille Ball, who's actually originally a brunette, went into this one like green room, like kind of mint mintish green room uh, looked apparently they realized oh you would look good as a redhead you should probably because your face looks so great in this color you should be a redhead so they dyed her hair red interesting i am blanking on the name of the museum it's max something and i'm drunk not drunk i'm buzzed that's the better word to say i'm buzzed so i can't remember the last name but it's max blank okay richard said to himself let's see what we have here he turned the book over in his hand in the title, Underneath the Roses, was debossed in fancy gold lettering on its rough hardcover. The contents of it, the book were strange, to say the least. Uh, what seemed from the outside like an old book turned out to be full of ri- handwritten words arranged to look like a properly formatted one. The table of contents page was similarly handwritten, as was the copyright page. Hmm. Intriguing. Uh, thumbing through the book, he noticed that although there were many entries, entries in the table of contents, the majority of the book was blank, like my sketchbooks. <laughs> the last page of writing ended mid-sentence, fading away toward the middle, 
before flowing into a sea of empty pages. Beautiful. Richard furrowed his brow in confusion and quickly grabbed another book. Flipping through it, he noticed that although the handwriting was similar, the story trailed off into nothing much earlier. Checking three other books confirmed his suspicion that they were all by the same person ended in different points, though trying to read the contents made him feel terribly tired. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still I, trying to figure I out what figured out the name of the museum. It's the Max Factor Building. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think the, the story trailed off into nothing much earlier. I think he's comparing it to the first book. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. It trailed off into nothing sooner than the first book did. Okay. One of the disadvantages to reading this popcorn style is sometimes your um, your focus goes a little bit elsewhere. But yeah. that also might be because... Uh, of what Kayla and I are doing. Anyway. We're we're either exhaustedly drunk or just drunk. Yeah. Probably both. They're actively making love while this episode is happening. <laughs> this is why it's not a video podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get that out there because of the implications of because, when you said because of what Kayla and I are doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We are being so salacious. Eating popcorn. We are being so salacious, crumb, like right popcorn. now. Popcorn. Yep. Yeah, we are. Kayla, Kayla made popcorn. It I'm rules. popcorn after this. And it's not. It's not microwave. It's like kettle cooked. <gasps> oh no, fair. <laughs> there, there. Doing the Mormon soak. Anyway, um, <laughs> he reached for another, man. That would be such a great wrestling finisher name. <laughs> the Mormon soak. The Mormon soak. <laughs> are you? Anyway. How, what would you name uh, a Mormon themed wrestler? Um. Um, I'd give him a, like, a name like Lawrence David Smythe, so his initials are LDS. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, I, someone fucking hire me to book wrestling shows. <laughs> Please. Please. Um, uh, he reached, he reached yep. for another book, but froze in place as he picked it up. At that very moment, a warbling, ethereal voice broke the silence in the house. Ethereal. <laughs> Ethereal. That's one of those Ether. words. I've, I've, that's one of those Ether. words that I know because I've read it, but I so I've like never had to say it out loud. Ethereal. 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 Don't. Yeah. If it helps. Have you ever my friend? Have you ever my friend Ethel? Ethel Real. My my dumbass had only read uh, uh, Liaison, um, and I said to my grand boss Lyson multiple times. I think I actually said Lyson on our fucking podcasts. And then um, he... Until I was like 25, I referred to the t- word segue as segue. <laughs> yeah, and then... Fi- or sieg. I've done that too. And which, it, it, there was a point he actually corrected me and was like, do you mean liaison? I'm like, yes, I do. Shit. You know what's so the same thing with plushies in high school? Because I'd only ever seen it. I'd only ever read it, and I said plushies. <laughs> well, that's adorable. Aww. <laughs> Um, I I got one too. Uh, I had I for some reason I don't think I ever heard the word lapel, so I said lapel. Lapel. <laughs> Lapel's good. Lapel. I kind of like it still. <laughs> Who's there? Asked the sorrowful. Sorrowful. Sa- so your inner Canadian came out. Yeah, I know. Sorrowful. I'm not even Canadian. Um, voice of a man. <laughs> <laughs> change it fuck it <laughs> oh kayla you gone honey <laughs> <laughs>
That's the conviction with which you just said, I'm not even Canadian. mistaken for Canadian multiple times mainly because the city I was born in is Vancouver it's just not Canada I born I was born in a city called Vancouver <laughs> I'm sorry oh I actually okay I got a story where um I I actually lied about being Canadian once what <laughs> Pause the fucking story. Okay, what? So I, so it was. I've, 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 I've known you for nine years, and I don't think I know this story. So I was in Florida, and it was Canada Day, and a friend and I. Oh wait, no, I do know this story. A friend and I went to, um, uh, uh, oh my god, um, Epcot. Uh, uh, we yeah. went, to, we went to Epcot, and we thought we were going to spend time, spend Canada Day with our Canadian friend. And then she said, oh, I'm sorry, I can't make it. I had other plans. No, no, she said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have other plans. And so he and I, we were dressed in red, and we were like, all right, we'll just spend the time in Epcot. And it suddenly turned into a downpour, because Florida has downpours. And we went into the Canadian um, uh, pavilion, and God, it was just there's so many people dressed in red and clearly Canadian. And one of the guys turned to me and he's like, Oh, where are you from? And I said, Oh, I'm from Vancouver. <laughs> he's you like, weren't lying. I wasn't lying, but I, I didn't tell him it wasn't, well, it wasn't um, Canada. Cause I was born in Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> so I know, yes. I don't know. I don't know why that hit me so hard, but anyway, <laughs> Are you okay? Alan? I'm good. My chest hurts a little bit, but I'm fine. <laughs> uh, do you want to? Do you want to so, take that? Was so short. Do you want to take the next one? Sure. Swearing under his breath, Richard let the book slide back to the floor as he took off running away from where he had heard the question. <laughs> who is there? Oh shit! Someone wants to know who's here. Who's some? Who's some? He stumbled into a bedroom and panicking dove dove under the bed and shimmied himself back against the wall. It abutted? Against the wall, it abutted. I'm not used to seeing the word abutted, but there it is. Yeah, I have not seen the word abutted. Placing his hand over his mouth, he held his breath, trying to hear whether or not the person was drawing near. He never heard the footsteps, but he did see the person's legs. Legs, specifically, because where there should have been feet were instead shimmering whiffs of bluish smoke. Oh. That's interesting. So, we got ourselves... Genie! It's the genie! Oh, my God. It's the footless horseman. (laughs) (laughs) If the the footless horseman ever sold his horse, he'd just be the footless man. It's the footless genie horseman. Oh, shit. No, I, used oh, to play, I used to play bass for yada 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 anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I've been so lonely here. I, I know you've seen the stories I tried writing. I'm terrible at it. I will let you go if you can help me, said the ghost. 
Please, I'm practically begging you. I don't like my ghost voice. <laughs> You've done better. Richard. Please, I'm rap- practically begging you. He also oh, has good. like a wispy like legs but thing. Yeah, he does. Everyone now just imagine the pasta shade with like a really sexy set of legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the running jokes in that show has always been that you hear the sound of the pasta shade walking places. And I think it even got pointed out in in the the intro that I you know he, what? Uh, we you and you and I did together say where he's I, like I hear footsteps but he has no feet. What is Beth? Beth. Beth. Draw the pasta shade with sexy legs. Oh god. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. What what well, if we burst? <laughs> Specifically, don't just give me, like, sexy lady legs and heels. I want sexy man legs in, like, stockings, yeah. like, fit netted stockings and heels. Okay. Give him, like, Dr. Frankie. Love Frank you, bad. I want to I know that the pasta shade can squat a decent amount. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to do a bend and snap, basically. Oh, Lord. Um, Jesus. Uh, I, is he, hey, we're back around to you. Yeah. Richard, figuring the wrath of an angry spirit was worse than dealing with one offering to help him, slowly scooted out from under the bed. Looking up, he saw the specter of a very disheveled man wearing pajamas. His unshaven and unkempt face reminded him of his uncle's, a habitual drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, as long as you promised... uh... Right there. Still there. Okay, as long as you promise not to hurt me. I was just walking down the street on my way to get a soda when this dog... That's right, Gracie. Fantastic start, the ghost said, cutting him off as he pulled a concealed book from his waistband and produced a pen from behind his ear. Please continue. This is kind of charming. I like this. No, no, it's no. Nature. No, it, no, it's me. Yeah, yeah. Richard climbed onto the bed to sit and proceeded to tell them, tell him about chasing the dog, how the house seemed to slowly fade in around him and the year and the year. And and the shit year he'd had up to that point. Uh, no. And the fear he felt upon reading the books. He rambled for what seemed like an eternity before he let out a massive yawn. Tired already? Asked the ghost. If you need to rest, please do. I have all the time in the world to wait, after all. I feel like there is going to be an ad involved. Tired already? Try this drug! (laughs) Wearily, Richard nodded flopped backward onto the pillows, and fell asleep. The man smiled as he looked at the book. Writing continued to fill the page. Picking up where Richard had left off in one anecdote about his family dog, and seeing what, and why seeing the dead one wasn't quite as traumatic as he thought it should have been. Eventually, the writing would trail off into page after page of emptiness. Looking back up from his handiwork and smiling, the ghost caught the last glimpse of Richard as he faded away into a cloud of words, Ones that flowed into the pages. With this, a title appeared on the cover. Ah, uh, yeah, this rules. This is cool. Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> a sleeping dog in the mystery house, the ghost read aloud, grinning even wider. What a wonderful title. You even got further than the rest. Commendable. <clears throat> Closing the book with an audible thump. Audible.com. He returned to the living room and the fireplace. Gently, he gathered up several of the strewn books and floated over to the iron screen. With a wicked laugh, he opened the screen's doors and tossed the armful of books into the fireplace, whereupon they burst into bluish-green flames. Whoa. Whoa. Huh. Huh. Let's see how far we've come now, the ghost said, casting a lance over toward the now-roaming spirit of the dog. 
As the flames consumed the books, he reached inside himself and retrieved an opulent golden book. Gingerly, he placed it into the flames, and it sprang open, absorbing, absorbing the flames directly onto the pages. <clears throat> Once the fire was out, he collected the book, examining it. He flipped pages excitedly to read the new words he had forged. You really are a great help, he said back to the dog. With your help, there shall be no more shortages of visitors, and this story will soon be complete. It may have taken me so many years, but now we've already seven pages into chapter four. Only a few hundred more pages to go. Now be a good boy and fetch me someone else, would you? <clears throat> Take us home, Alan. There are some people who will tell you. There used to be a house at 2178 Van Buren Avenue. You should listen to them. Hell yeah. Dun dun dun! Dun 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 dun! And it's now midnight in Alan's time. Guess what time it is? It's Alan's birthday! This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. (laughs) You're familiar with with where that goes from there, correct? This is the second verse. It's shorter than... (laughs) I do that bit at my job all the time. Happy birthday, Alan. Thank you. Uh, hey, uh, for my birthday, do you want to, uh, give this story a freshness rating? Sure, absolutely. Um, I will give this one dog carcass in a mint greenhouse. I will give this story a cherry Coke, one of my, probably my favorite pop. I will give it four birthday candles and one gag birthday candle. Ooh. <laughs> I will give this a Buchanan out of Van Buren. And holy shit, both Alan and I say pop. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, I I don't think I've ever said pop. That just kind of came out of me. I don't know. I love it. Uh, I don't know if I even want to weigh. Oh, this is a long one. It's a long one. But it seems like like the, the judge of this competition, based on the end, rated the story a lot higher than... um, it's a fun story. It's than a- they have in the past. I quite liked it. It's not like spooky or anything or like scary, but it is a very nice, simple story. It's intriguing. I like, I like the, um, I like the like ambiguity of exactly what's going on, but we also kind of get a sense of what's going on. And, um, I, I, I just like the idea of this, like kind of pseudo, like I could picture this as an animated ghost in an animated series. Yeah. This yeah. is more, this is more, no, I, I don't want to say it's silly, but... It's whimsical, though. Whimsical. You could say it's still horror, but it's whimsical. Because there is whimsical horror. Yes. I also liked it. I, I wasn't, I was like, I don't have anything to add. But yeah, it was, it was a cute little fun story. Yeah, this this, is, this was fun. I, I enjoyed this very much. Uh, fantastic. Well, gang, it's been another successful Undercooked Analysis, and... Uh, Hopefully, this is the beginning of a very successful birthday for you, Alan. Um, uh, can I can I close this out with an Alan recommends? Hell yeah, absolutely. Um, there is a movie uh, I'm fucking passionate about. Uh, I have to watch it again to decide if it's my favorite movie this year. Oh, uh, so let me make sure I get the streaming service right. Um, yes, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, it is a film called Cassandro. Um, it oh. is a story about a real-life uh, professional wrestler, uh, Cassandro, the Liberace of Lucha Libre. And it is a 
Uh, it's an LGBTQ professional wrestling movie, and it's a true story. So everyone go check it out. It is amazing. Uh, it stars Gail Garcia Bernal. Um, it's wonderful. Hell yeah. I think you told you told us about this one, and I, I was I was definitely interested in it, and I, I'm down to check it out sometime. Can you want to yeah, get it's me? it's on my list to watch like i i i know of cassandro and um i, I will get around to watching that fuck yes you want to give the uh usual set of plugs yes all right well if you enjoyed what you heard here and you either you're a new listener or you followed the show for a while or any of them hey you want to support the creative horror network uh well it always helps if you could uh like rate review this podcast it always helps us out we appreciate it that can either be done uh, through Apple Podcasts or through YouTube, depending on where you're listening to this particular version of the show. You can also uh, get in touch with us via our mainly our Discord. Uh, right now, it's patreon.com slash midnightmarinera. But come November, we will be making the switch to have it be patreon.com slash creativehorror. We're going to make it the official uh, creative horror Patreon, which will support all of Creative Horrors Endeavors, which includes this show and other shows on the network like Darkly Lit and the Jameson Tapes and uh, shows from the past like The Witching Hour, past episodes, or Trick or Track. And and I've said, and you probably already know about this at this point, but if you haven't, I'm going to let the proverbial cat out of the bag. Midnight Marinera. This is the final Midnight Marinera this year. Uh, I have not talked about this super publicly, but, uh, I, we're on the 10 year anniversary of the show. I want to end it on a high note. So I've decided this will be the last episode on a, for, you know, rock October release. And, uh, it's going to be a good one. I have a good feeling about it. I've been working on it for a bit. I've already got some of the talent recorded for it, but, uh, this will be the, the end of things. And, uh, there will be other projects in the future, but I'm happy to say, and a little, a little sad to say that this is, uh, this is where we'll be putting a bow on the podcast and putting it to bed. But the archives will still be there for everybody to listen to. And um, yeah, so that's where that's going to be at. Uh, you know what? I should really go check on Cleric again, make sure he's all right. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. He has, he has been in there a really long time. And like, I, I don't want to like judge him or anything, but like opening a portal is one thing. But like, once you do like... You know, having a regular bowel movement is kind of important. So. I don't want him to lose 35 hit points. <laughs> He's the DM. He won't lose hit points. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what if DMs had hit points? Who wants to make that RPG? Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of creativehorror.com a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. <laughs>